We need the, the buyer to be actively involved in, com- in conversations with the seller and establishing credibility, understanding the business operations, and the broker is doing that as well. And I probably put about 150 hours of my time into doing a search for a buyer, and I really ask that the buyer do the same. So it really is a, a dance between both, both the buyer and the, and the uh, broker in making sure we get the adequate amount of information so we can move forward on a, on a transaction and, and get the, the buyer and the seller to closing. Welcome back to the Apex Business Advisors podcast. I am your host, Andy Cavanaugh. For once, not joined by Doug Hubler, as we mentioned last week. Doug is on assignment, so he will be back next week, but I have a more than suitable replacement. I mean, you want to talk about somebody that is a titan in this industry. Let me introduce you to Debbie Small, but let me just let me just read you just a few of Debbie's credentials. And by the way, this only goes back to 2019 because there's only so much real estate on a, a signature bar. So Debbie is a certified master business intermediary. She is the 2019 National Dealmaker winner for the IBBA. She is a 2019 National Chairman's Circle winner for the IBBA, 2019 Apex Broker of the Year, 2020 National Chairman's Circle winner for the IBBA, 2020 Outstanding Apex Sales Award winner, most businesses sold, 2021 Platinum Chairman's Circle Award winner for IBBA, 2021 Apex Broker of the Year, and soon to add 2022 podcast guest of the year, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Debbie Small. Debbie, thank you so much for taking time out of your wonderfully busy schedule to join us today. Really appreciate you being on with us. Thank you, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm really excited about this. I, you know, I kind of call myself my the first listener, and you know, something I've always been intrigued about that I feel like you do an, a fantastic job of is buyer searches. If you wouldn't mind, just give me an overview of what a buyer search is and kind of how somebody would maybe qualify to, to do a buyer search. I tell you what, having sold businesses for nearly 20 years, I honestly think buyer searches are one of the best vehicles for a buyer to find that right business that they've been trying to find, oftentimes for years. I've worked with buyers for years and years and years that have never purchased anything because it's such a competitive market out there. For every phenomenal listing we get with amazing top line revenues, increasing revenue trends, profit off of tax returns, viability to get financing through the SBA, there are 20 or more buyers that are on that business at any given time. So it's extremely competitive from the buy side to be the the magic buyer that the seller chooses based on relationship and personality with the buyer, based on buyer's experience, based on the buyer's ability to take over the company and, and essentially nurture the seller's baby that they've fostered all of these years. So it's it's very, very competitive on the buy side. And essentially what the buyer search does is it takes all of those elements out of the equation. So the buyer's not competing with 20, 
30, 40 other buyers on the same business. Instead of representing the seller, we represent the, the buyer on the buy side. So our fiduciary responsibility is to make sure we get the best deal for the buyer, the most cash flow for the best purchase price, for the best financing terms, including seller financing, that we possibly can. So when I switch hats, I'm looking at things through a completely different lens than when I represent a seller. And oftentimes, buyers have just missed the mark on multiple opportunities for a variety of reasons. Could be competitive, they were late to the show, maybe there was a, a broker that never returned their phone call or never responded to their emails. So this takes all of that out of the equation. And we actively go after businesses that meet meet the buyer's needs. A couple things that I wanted to ask you about in there, you had mentioned that they had missed missed out on opportunities. At what point would you suggest that a buyer really start thinking about doing a buyer search and taking control of that process? Oftentimes, I find that buyer searches are a fit for individuals that have been looking for a while. They have to kind of get a feel for the marketplace and understand how competitive it is. So oftentimes, I recommend that they look at our current uh, listings, get a sense of, you know, what do they like? You know, do they want manufacturing? Do they want distribution? Do they want wholesale? Do they want service, retail? To get a flavor for, you know, what they can see themselves running and operating. And then once they get a, a feel for that, if they haven't found that right opportunity, and it, oftentimes it's for a buyer that's been lo looking for some times three months, six months, a year. Gosh, I've had buyers that have looked for five years and then finally just get so frustrated. Um, they've spent so much money on, uh, maybe they've had a deal under contract that's fallen through and they've spent a ton of money on uh, accountant fees and uh, attorney fees. And so they found that by doing a, a buyer search, it, it expedites that whole process. They have a fiduciary looking at their best interest who's coaching them through the process the entire way. So oftentimes it's probably somebody who's been looking for a little while that's just, they, they need a, a different opportunity to find the right, the right business to purchase. You've used the word a couple times, fiduciary. When we talk about our fiduciary responsibility, explain the differences between our normal engagement with a seller versus the buy side and kind of how did the economics of that work? So when we represent a seller, we are responsible for making sure we maximize their sales price, reducing the amount of seller financing that they would include in the acquisition, making sure that we get the best buyer for them. And we choose that based on, on a number of different criteria. I then switch hats when I represent a buyer and my fiduciary responsibility is to get them the best deal possible, which is essentially as much cash flow for the least amount of money out of their pocket as possible. I essentially, from a, a financial perspective, when I represent a seller, they, they're responsible for my fees. When I represent a buyer, the buyer is then responsible for my fees. And the nice thing that, that we do on a search is we will typically go after about a thousand companies on their behalf. And I offer a discounted commission rate to a buyer because they are combing through a thousand different businesses that we approach on their behalf. And if they pass on an opportunity, they're like, you know, 
Debbie, I'm not really interested in that service business. And then I have the opportunity to flip that service business to a listing. So I make up my lost commission, my discounted commission rate that I offer the buyer. Uh, and I make it up on the sell side, representing that seller. But the buyer has first right of refusal on all businesses that we bring to their attention. So they would have, they would be the first in. They're not competing with other buyers. I'm helping them analyze the opportunity, looking at the financials, looking at the operations, looking at the management. So my fiduciary responsibility is to make sure that they get the best deal possible and it meets their needs. Yeah. So that, that many buyers, one business is flipped to one buyer, many businesses. So now not only do they have say five, 10, 15, 20, you know, whatever that number gets, it's specific criteria, right? So they get to pick the geography. They get to pick the industry. They get to pick the cash flow. They get to pick the investment level. So these criteria that a lot of people, when you're just out, as Debbie says, website hopping might be the right criteria, might be the right industry, great investment level. It is six hours away from your house and you're not willing to in, to travel that far, right? So you're able to control the process a little more when you're doing a buyer search, correct? Correct. Correct. And all the items that you had discussed are exactly what we go after. We've got a database across the United States of all the businesses based on industry, SIC code, gross revenue numbers, number of employees, location. So I might be working with a buyer in, let's say, Texas. And they say, gosh, Debbie, I live in Houston. I've been looking to buy a business for you know three years. I can't find the right opportunity. So then we narrow down what it is they're looking for? What is their industry? What's their background? What's their expertise? And then I pull up my database of all the different businesses based on that targeted geographic area. And then I pull up the list and send that list to the buyer. The buyer peruses that and you know they might say, oh gosh, I'm not interested in, in this particular business that popped up. And we, we might take that off the list, but we essentially fine tune this 1,000 businesses that we're after and we actively go after them right in their backyard or let's say they want to move across the country and they have family in uh, you know Montana um, and they want to be in Montana then we would actively go after businesses in, in that area tell me a little bit about what the buyer's responsibility becomes at that point so we've we've gotten information back we've got some people that said yeah I'm interested in having a conversation and we've we've done a little bit of screening on that and that you know, let's say the person's looking for a, a business that sell for $750,000 and the cash flow would support that. And the person's like, oh, well, I'll sell my business, but I want $7.5 billion. And it's like, yeah, probably not real realistic, right. right? So once we've kind of screened down to, okay, these people have responded, but not only have they responded, but, you know, their expectations are aligned with with what we're thinking. What does the buyer's responsibility become at that point? So this is a, a very different process than shopping website to website. This is a very, very actively involved process for the buyer. The buyer is just as engaged as the broker is in the search process because we need the buyer to establish credibility with the sellers. The, the buyer would be calling the seller, engaging in, in an on-site tour of the facility, asking questions, as well as the broker is doing all of those things as well. It's much more engaged than, you know, shopping website to website and having a, a, a package that's already been put together by a brokerage firm 
we need the the buyer to be actively involved in com in conversations with the seller and establishing credibility, understanding the business operations, and the broker is doing that as well. And I probably put about 150 hours of my time into doing a search for a buyer, and I really ask that the buyer do the same. So it really is a, a dance between both both the buyer and the and the uh, broker in making sure we get the adequate amount of information so we can move forward on a on a transaction and and get the the buyer and the seller to closing. What's the lending process look like for uh, for a buyer search? Are they going out and getting pre-qualified? Most often the acquisition is funded through the SBA if the acquisition is below $5 million. I would say that is the the bulk of the the acquisitions that we see from a buyer search perspective. You know, typically anything over five million dollars is going to be through you know a private equity group or uh, an organization that already has funds in house. But I always encourage uh, my buyers to talk to lenders to understand the the lending terrain. You know, what are we looking at from a down payment perspective? What are going to be the bank and the SBA fees? What kind of working capital can I include in the the bank loan. And we certainly can give them great recommendations for a number of SBA lenders that they can interview and make sure that they're comfortable uh, moving forward. And lenders are as individual as buyers and sellers. They all have different fee sets and terms, whether it's a fixed rate term or it's an adjustable rate. All of those we can help the buyer navigate as they move forward. How does the due diligence process differ for a buyer when we're doing a buyer search and, and have that fiduciary responsibility to the buyer? So my goal is to, you know, utilize my nearly 20 years of selling businesses and having done hundreds and hundreds of transactions. I take that knowledge and I share that with the, the buyer. We need to be looking at this. This is something that, you know, we need to consider. Uh, here is my recommendation on how we structure that. While I'm not an attorney, I've certainly seen different acquisitions structured in a variety of different ways that would benefit the buyer. And so they're getting my expertise, having done this for so long, on what about this or let's think about that. So you're getting professional management of your process of finding a, a business, you know, professional negotiation and having worked with sellers for so many years. And like you said, a lot of sellers think their, their baby is the prettiest one on the block. And I spend a lot of time educating sellers on the, the true fair market value that even though they may want, you know, a bazillion dollars for their business it's based on the, the financials of the company. The education and the management that we bring to the table is oftentimes invaluable. And many times you can go in and, and negotiate a deal that would more than cover our commission for the buyer. So often they're they're getting equity when they go into the transaction, not always, depending on the opportunity, but a lot of times they, they go in with equity because of the negotiation that we bring on the buy side. As we wrap up here, is there anything else on a buyer search that maybe I should have asked you, but just because I'm not very good at this, I didn't? <laughs> Uh, these are excellent questions. Oftentimes, it's best for the buyer to talk to their broker and brainstorm. You know, what what are they envisioning? What is their ideal situation? You know, that's honestly, that is the best place to start is just to have that conversation with your broker and say, you know, what do I envision for my family? Do I have kids in school? Do I not want to relocate? You know, are my kids in college and I can relocate? You know, I, I have a history in IT and this would be the perfect business for me. So I, I recommend having that one-on-one um, -on -one brainstorming session just to figure out, you know, gosh, what do I want to be when I grow up? And 
then utilizing the the broker's expertise on how to make that happen and how to make that come to fruition. But honestly, of all the opportunities out there, if a buyer knows for sure, absolutely for sure that they want to buy a business, they have a, a time frame in mind, they've got the financial capability to secure a, a third-party loan on the business, uh, I honestly think this is the best way to find a business, expedite the process, not compete with other buyers, and find exactly what they're looking for. And oftentimes go into the acquisition with equity. Debbie Small, thank you for sharing your expertise. Go ahead and update that resume to 2022 Apex Podcast Guest of the Year. (laughs) You're too kind. I genuinely appreciate you taking the time today. If you're a buyer that's missed out on several of those opportunities, or you are, you, as Debbie said, you know 100% that you want to buy a business, that you are financially qualified, you know what and where, uh, get in touch with us. The Apex Business website is, uh, it's where we send everybody every week, kcapex.com. That's where we're gonna send you. That's also the place where you can get a little bit more information on a buyer search. That's more information on the active listings we have. And of course, the blogs, the podcasts, tons of information out there. And as we always tell you, if you are looking at buying or selling a business, we got you fam.